Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Monday, January 9th, 2023, and this is day 1755 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you and praise you. Thank you so very much for loving us unconditionally, Lord, and for leading our path and directing us in the direction we should go. I thank you for forgiving us for our sins and wiping the slate clean as though we did nothing at all. I thank you so much for your mercy and your grace that you have upon us. I also thank you, Father, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Today's message is the things we leave behind. Sorry about that. The things we leave behind. We're coming out of Exodus chapter 14, verses 1 through 31. Exodus 14, 1 through 31. And it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell the Israelites to turn back and encamp near Pi-Heroth, between Migdal and the sea. They are to encamp by the sea directly opposite Baal Zephon. Pharaoh will think the Israelites were wandering around the land in confusion, hemmed in by the desert, and I will harden Pharaoh's heart, and he will pursue them. But I will gain the glory for myself through Pharaoh and all his army, and the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord." So the Israelites did this. And you see, this is the reason God did it, because he wanted them to know that he is Lord and that he is the only one that should get the glory. When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds about them and said, what have we done? We have let the Israelites go and have lost their services. So they had enslaved them and they were making all kinds of money because they didn't have to pay for all of the hard labor that they put them through. So he, just like it was during slavery, right? I mean, there's been slavery going on since the beginning, but you know, the slavery that we can remember and that was the exact reason for keeping black people enslaved because it was about money as well. And of course, oppression and all the very same things that happened here uh, with Pharaoh and what he did to the Israelites. And it says, so he had his chariot made ready and took his army with him. He took 600 of the best chariots along with all the other chariots of Egypt with officers over all of them. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, so that he pursued the Israelites who were marching out boldly. The Egyptians all, the Egyptians, all Pharaoh's horses and chariots, horsemen and troops 
pursued the Israelites and overtook them as they camped by the sea near Pi-Heroth, opposite Baal-Zephon. As Pharaoh approached the Israelites, as Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. I mean, could you imagine you're, you're walking boldly out because Pharaoh's like, take it, whatever you want and leave, get away from here because you're bringing on so much damnation to all of us. They lost all their firstborn and firstborn animals, firstborn children, and he's saying leave. But then God said, no, I got, there's still more to this that I want to take place to make everything final. And so when the Israelites saw them, they were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone. Let us serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. And I would say, write this down on a piece of paper, tape it on your mirror, tape it on your, wherever you're always looking because this is so powerful for us even right now. Do not be afraid. God is working it out. We need to be still and, and basically just trust him. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to move on. Rise your, raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea to divide the water so that the Israelites can go through the sea on dry ground. You know, see, if I was standing before that big sea and, and the, the, some of the things that would be going through my mind is, I can't swim. How am I going to maneuver through this? And then to tell Moses to raise his staff, not knowing that what he already had in his hand was more than enough to make it through this great obstacle. He says, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians so that they will go in after them. And I will gain glory through Pharaoh and all his army, through his chariots and his horsemen. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord when I gain glory. Pharaoh, his chariots, and his horsemen. He didn't say that they were going to drown. He said, God said, I'm going to get the glory. Then the angel of God, who had been traveling in front of the of Israel's army, withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of cloud also moved in front and stood behind them. Coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel. So it was like this buffer, you know, the, the angel that, I mean, yeah, the cloud that was by day. Uh, and then it says, so they, that was what protected them uh, from the Egyptians. The angel of the Lord buffering between um, the Israelites and the Egyptians. And it says throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness to the one side and light 
to the other side. So neither went near the other all night long. That's amazing, right? So night to one side and light to the other. So I would imagine light so the Israelites could see as they crossed over and darkness on the other side so the Egyptians could not see them. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and all that night the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land. So they didn't walk on any water. They walked on dry land. The waters were divided and the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. Only God, only God could do this. The waters and everything are obey him at his command. The wind obeyed him. He sent the east wind and made them, the waters separate, creating a wall on either side of them to walk through. And the ground of the sea, the floor of the sea was dry. This is so amazing. And it's only through God. It was powerful. My pastor talked about some of the very same things yesterday at service. Really powerful. Verse 23, the Egyptians pursued them and all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and horsemen followed them into the sea. During the last watch of the night, the Lord looked down from the pillar of fire and cloud at the Egyptian army and threw it into confusion. Mm. Well, he jammed the wheels of their chariots so that they had difficulty driving. And the Egyptians said, let's get away from the Israelites. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. But it was a little too late now. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea so that the waters may flow back over the Egyptians and their chariots and horsemen. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea And at daybreak, the sea went over to its place. Only God, right? (laughs) The sea stepped out of place so that they could walk through. Then it went back into place to drown the Egyptians. The Egyptians were fleeing toward it and the Lord swept them into the sea. The water flowed back and covered the chariots and horsemen, the entire army of Pharaoh that had followed the Israelites into the sea. Not one of them survived. But the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. That day, the Lord saved Israel from the hands of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians lying dead on the shore. God gave them further evidence. They didn't just drown and fall to the bottom of the sea. He washed them uh, onto the shore so that the Israelites would see that he took care of the enemy, of their enemies for them. And when the Israelites saw the mighty hand of the Lord displayed against the Egyptians, the people feared the Lord and put their trust in him and in Moses, his servant. Wow, they had to leave behind that old mindset that they had. Remember they said, why did you bring us to the desert to die? 
We could have just died. Weren't there enough graves in Egypt? They had to let that old way of thinking go. So let's go to our point. Point number one. Have you ever seen movies where the person being attacked by their enemy subdues them and are finally able to relax and take a breath when all of a sudden they rise up again trying to destroy that person? That's what Moses and the Israelites, two million of them, experienced. They thought their enemy Pharaoh was out for the count. That he was done. But God allowed him to rise back up and go after them so that God would get the glory. He says, and I will harden Pharaoh's heart and he will pursue them. But I will gain glory for myself through Pharaoh and all his army. And the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. Hey, that's what it's all about. Only God should get the glory. Oftentimes, as we go about doing God's will, we don't understand why things happen the way they do. But God knows, and he will get all the glory, not us. We, however, receive the blessings of God simply for obeying him and doing what we should do. Point number two, when God delivers us from something, he goes deep beyond the surface of our hearts. That certainly can't that certainly came out of the Israelites when they realized Pharaoh was now after them. For the first thing was fear took over their hearts. And God removed fear. At the end you could see then they trusted God. Second, they felt hopelessness. And hope was restored. So they left hopelessness behind. The only thing they saw was death. And many times we too, as we're going through these different trials and tribulations, not understanding why, but God has a reason for it. And more than likely, God, whatever it is, God is going to get the glory out of it in the end. We need to continue to lean on him. Be still after we've done all that we can do. We stand after we prayed about it, after we've given it to God and we meditated on it. There's nothing more we can do. We trust God and we continue doing what God called us to do in the midst of it all, showing that we trust him. Then fourth, and they began to blame Moses and even God. That was another thing that they had to learn how to let that go. It's not about who did it or what why or what happened, you know, all these things that we know what happened. But the thing is, Lord, what can I learn from this? What would you have me to do? Stop looking at everyone else and trying to blame them. It's all about, God, what do you have for me to get out of this? These are areas in their lives that they needed deliverance from. God wanted them to leave all that behind in Egypt. What has the Lord shown you that you brought over from your old life that's still hanging on? You know, it's like residue still, still it, you know, and it, you don't really see it until something triggers it. And it's like, ah, that needs to be let go. Like bitterness or unforgiveness or hate or jealousy or, <clears throat> you know, addictions, whatever that is. God is saying, leave it. He's saying it's time to let it all go 
and see his glory as he brings you out of the mess victoriously. Trust him. One of my friends years ago shared with me a story about, you know, how she, you know, was trying to get off of drugs. And I've shared her story before, but it's just so fitting for today. And she said, um, you know, after her mom died, it just changed everything because, you know, uh, her mom was uh, taking care of her four children while she was in the street. She was really, really had a heavy addiction, really strung out. And it was like a wake up call when her mom died. It got her attention. And I remember her mother lived across the street from my mother. And uh, when my mother saw her sitting on her step, really distraught, my mother called me and asked me to come over and uh, go and pray for her and and lead her to Christ. And so I did. And she was still sitting outside. And, and I went over and introduced myself. And, and we became friends and talked to her. And, and she just poured out her heart. And, and I prayed for her. And she accepted Jesus that day. Very powerful day. And it's still, there were still struggles, though, for her in her life. You know, even though once we accept Jesus and, and we're saved, the key is now we're saved and making him Lord of our life. And, and he's going to clean us up, you know. And she started going to church with me. It was a period of time here that elapsed, but she started going to church and with me. And then, you know, then she wouldn't come for a while. And, you know, uh, her kids would come. We had been picking her kids up even before that, taking them to church on Wednesday nights before her mom had passed away. Uh, we had been doing that for a good year, possibly, and taking them. So we got to know the children really well. And uh, and then her kids, you know, the oldest two especially, were really hurt by their mom because, you know, they would say, she would say, I'm done with drugs or whatever, and then she'd go right back to it. And then she started stealing from them. They, you know, they were old enough to have jobs, little jobs and things, and she would take their money. And it just created this division. And so she was still, you know, uh, one minute she's on fire for the Lord and, and, and the next minute back into that same old rut. And uh, she even shared with me one day how she had gotten off. She quit doing the drugs, and this was all on her own. And uh, the drug dealer came to her house and said, hey, I've got some free stuff for you. Gave her a free bag. And uh, she had already quit. And then she went right back into it. That's how the enemy will do. He'll come right to where you live to try to get you. Because you know why? For that drug dealer, it was about money. He didn't care about her. It was about the money he was losing. Just like it was with Pharaoh and most others that put that oppress other people. And then one day I didn't see her. There were many things that had happened in between that time that I didn't see her for a long time. I didn't see her for maybe another year or so. <clears throat> and then uh, one day while at church, uh, my mom said, hey, I've got a surprise for you. And I'm like, what? And uh, she said, this was the day before. She said, don't worry, you'll see. And the next day, there's this woman that comes walking in the church and and I didn't even recognize her. She had changed. She was someone I had not seen and come to find out it was my friend that had gotten, you know, delivered from the drugs and she had changed so much. 
she looked so fresh and clean and you know she was always clean but this was like a spiritual cleansing inside and it was just this glow about her and she shared her story with me and she said i had to leave prospect i had to get away from that particular area and i had to move away and get away from all the people you know that were continuing to bring me down and she said now I am set, I am free. <laughs> Basically, I'm delivered and set free. She had her own little uh, store where she sold uh, gently used clothing and appliances and things like that. And she was so happy and doing so well. She saw, And she knew that she still had to work things out with her children. The next thing you know, she's bringing them to church and her grandchildren to church. It was amazing to see and that went on for years and she you know remained clean and on fire for the Lord and doing his will and ended up marrying a man she had been living with and you know after the word of God uh, touched her heart well before she married him she asked for help getting out of a marriage she was in uh, to a man who was in prison for life who had given her the okay you know to divorce him and uh, my friend Tracy helped her through that, through legal aid. And, and she did things. She was doing things decent and in order. And God opened doors for her. And it was just a blessing to see. And then God <clears throat> gave me the honor to, um, to conduct their marriage uh, to the husband, the man she married. And they're still married to this day. That was many years ago. And I believe she's still going strong. I haven't talked to her for a while, but her story always blesses my heart and lets me know, hey, God is in control. God has got it. We just need to trust him and do what he says do. So in her case, he told her to get away from all that. And he made a way for her to do that. Whatever it is God is showing you, he wants to deliver you from the hands of the enemy that has kept you bound for so long. He's saying, this is your day for freedom, your day to get out of that fear that has been holding you back. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory be to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with us others. And don't forget to check us out on tzonekc.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community, teaching our youth, life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation skills, and human and sex trafficking awareness. Thank you all so much for pushing the donate button, pushing that donate button and becoming a donor to T-Zone and supporting this well worthwhile cause. I thank you all so very much. Go forth, mighty warriors, and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.